Warning, some stories and information on Creepy Cheeseman may be triggering and are not suitable for all, especially young children. Please listen with caution. Thank you. Hello, my name's Lore and this is Creepy Chisme. Welcome to my show. <laughs> this is so weird. Um, yeah, I, um, nice to meet you. <laughs> um, let's get that weird greeting out of the way. Anybody else find it awkward to like greet somebody? And I don't know if it's like a cultural thing or not, but like I have a lot of trouble, um, making eye contact with somebody that I've just met or in general, especially if they're older. It's kind of like a respect thing. So I have a lot of trouble with that. But anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, this is my podcast, Creepy Chisme. Chisme for sure is definitely what this is going to be. Um, first of all, love podcasts. And I wanted to have an, a space to share my interests because there are some really great podcasts out there that I love listening to, don't get me wrong, but I've never found one that hits all of my interests. Um, and when I say interests, I'm talking about anything creepy. There is one I really like. Um, it's called Weird Darkness, shout out, shout out Weird Darkness. Um, very professional. Ooh, very professional. I am not very professional. And although I do my research, um, it's more on this podcast, it's going to be more of like a retelling. Um, that's what I like to do. I like to retell stories and I don't know. That's what I like. Um, so yeah, um, briefly about me, I am, my God, am I middle-aged? Whoa. <laughs> I think I'm not middle-aged I'm not gonna say that I'm not middle-aged you don't need to know how old I am it doesn't matter <laughs> I'm sure within time if you continue to listen to my podcast you'll kind of get the hint of how old I am um I was born in Chicago and raised in the suburbs of Chicago and um ever since I was little definitely was a weird <laughs> a weird one I loved pretending I was a news anchor. And as I got older and found the world of YouTube, I knew I always wanted to do that. But what girl doesn't have self-image issues, you know? I just never could sit behind a camera and do that. And then I found podcasts. And I love podcasts. I, I'd rather listen to a podcast than music any day of the week. I don't know. I just... It's perfect for me. I get to talk, you get to listen, and yeah, that's why I want to do this. Uh, this is definitely for fun. I don't want to make this a career. It's too difficult. And um, yeah, this is just a hobby. And if I want to come on and talk about something interesting I heard or read, and you want to listen, then great. That, that would be cool. <laughs> Also to find people who share the same interest as me. Definitely a big reason why I'm doing this. Um, I come from a Hispanic family. My father immigrated to America a few times. <laughs> a few times. It's not funny. 
but eventually settled here in Chicago with my mother, who was born here in Chicago and raised as well. One thing about me is I am horrible at speaking Spanish, and a lot of people will say, no, that's not true, but I am. And I do this thing called Spanglish. Yeah. And um, I have a friend who's always like, how do you do that? Like, how do you switch so fast from like English to Spanish? Like, I have to really think about it. And I don't know, ever since I was little, if I didn't know a word in Spanish, I would just say it in English. So I'd be talking to my dad. <laughs> I don't know, it just worked. And now as an adult, I still do it. But hey, it helps me get through. And I've, you know, had some interpreting I do at my job now and it still works. <laughs> so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Didn't want to get into it, but I guess I'll let you know. <laughs> I um, am recently divorced. Um, I married my high school sweetheart who wasn't a sweetheart at all. <laughs> and uh, most people would always tell me, what are you doing? But I was in love, so I married him. And, like, who doesn't want that perfect story, right? But, um, didn't work out. And I knew that was going to happen. But, and it was, this was, like, before the pandemic. So, I would just, you know, stay in my bed all day and watch true crime on YouTube. That's literally what I would do all day. I mean, not that that was any different from my life before. But... I really fell into a deep, a deep hole. Um, but, you know, I got really into it. I used to even like, like I used to watch missing person cases and then I would go try to solve them. And like, I don't know, I guess I thought I was a detective or whatever. But yeah, so I don't know. That's where I got the idea because I didn't want to sit in my pajamas all day, pretend to be a detective and I was like, you know, somebody else out there might be going through the same thing or somebody else out there might want to hear my stories I've heard or are interested in this like me. And so that's where the idea of the podcast came up. And I didn't know what I was going to talk about. I didn't know if I wanted to just talk about true crime. But then I realized there's like tons of podcasts out there are, that are just true crime. And I wanted to be more than that. So, yeah, I want this space to be, like, where I can talk about anything creepy, like I said, that I want to. So, I took a bad situation and turned it into a good one. So, if you're listening out there and you've had a hard time, whatever the situation, just know that it gets better. It does. It really does. And people will tell you that and you might want to punch them in the face Tell them to shut up, but they're right. It'll get better. You'll see. Um, so yeah, so I was so excited, right? I had my idea. I started researching, finding things I wanted to talk about. And then we were all forced to stay home. So now I had to stay home, which was fine because I did throw myself into work. So that's what I did. Um, and now that we're still stuck at home a year later, why not? Why not do it? So I bought my stuff. I bought a microphone. I bought whatever I needed. And here I am. 
<laughs> that's my story. <laughs> anyway, um, the goal of my podcast, if I could just have one person open their mind, put religion aside, put science aside, and just open your mind to things that might sound a little crazy and maybe 20 years ago if somebody were to talk about the things i'm gonna talk about you would think they were crazy but just and if you can't do that if you can't have an open mind then just enjoy and be entertained and then if you don't believe in it or whatever that's fine too do whatever you want uh so yeah so podcasts have been huge a huge part of my life i want to say for the past like four years I uh, started with Serial. Yeah, the Adnan Saeed story. That's a really good one. If you haven't heard that, go listen to that. The podcast Serial is really good. Um, this is not just my show. I am I mean, right now. <laughs> right now I'm sitting by myself, but this is our show. This is my friends and family um, who will be joining me quite often, if not every episode. I... I don't want you to have to just hear me talking. That's boring. I want you to actually hear somebody experience what I'm talking about firsthand and get their real and raw reactions. So this is our show and we're going to learn together and we're going to get better and better. I promise. (laughs) So like I said, yeah, I come from a, a big Hispanic family, big on both sides. My dad's family is huge and my mom's family is even bigger. So yeah. Um, you'll definitely hear me talk about my culture a lot and my family and certain beliefs and things we do. That's super important to me. But yeah, I love retelling and that's my main focus on this podcast. I definitely do not claim any truth to anything I'm going to talk about ever, but I'm simply here to share what I've been told or that I've read or, you know, a story I heard Unless it's my personal experience, then I will definitely stand by it. And I do have quite a few personal experiences to share. Um, And I'm sorry, but like sometimes I have no filter. And I get that from my mother. Thanks, mom. But I think it's also like one of my best qualities, as well as one of my worst qualities. (laughs) Um, People either love it or they hate it. But... I do get myself in trouble sometimes. It's not as bad as it used to be when I was younger, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I mean, that's my intro. I um, promise my episodes will definitely be way more entertaining. I just wanted to give you like a little heads up what what this is going to be about. I mean, I love talking about murder stories, serial killers. That's like my top But I also want to talk about aliens, parallel universes, ghosts, hauntings, all of that. I want to talk about Bigfoot, the Mothman, you know? So anything like that, if you're into anything like that, you will definitely enjoy this space. So of course I'm not going to just make my intro be that boring, okay? (laughs) I'm going to tell you a little story and a personal experience. So, um, well, I guess I should tell you why I chose the name Creepy Chisme. Well, if you're not familiar with the word chisme, it means like gossip. So 
that's definitely what we're gonna do on this channel is just gossip about all things creepy and um so that's why i chose creepy chisme so i'm going to share a famous mexican urban legend and i will call it an urban legend but i am a true believer if you are from any latino type family you know the story of la llorona <laughs> la llorona translated the weeping woman there are few things i'm afraid of and one of them is i don't ever want to see a ghost of a woman in white and this might have to do with the story of la llorona like hearing it as a child but even as an adult like i have this fear that i never want to see a woman in white and i did see one one time i'll tell you about that one day but that that's like a huge fear and that and and uh ch children ghosts because they're too playful so they scare me and children in general scare me even though i work with children <laughs> I'm talking about your own, like my own. They, that scares me. I don't want, I don't want kids. Okay. So La Llorona, the weeping woman. So let me explain. I mean, this goes down through many generations. Every rancho, every family, they have their own versions of the story. So if you're not familiar, this may not be the story you're familiar with, but they're all kind of similar and they all end up with the same ending. So here's the story. The story goes, a beautiful woman from a poor family falls for a noble man who she immediately gets engaged to because she can't resist his charms. They get married. They have two kids. Man, La Llorona moves fast. I mean, but that's how it used to work, right? Like you find someone, you think they look good, and then you get married the next week, right? Like, I really think that's how it used to work. Anyway, he traveled a lot. And the little kids, or, well, yeah, the little time he was home, he would spend with the little kids. So the woman became jealous and went and did the unthinkable. She took her kids to a rio and drowned them. Now, there's a name for this, but it's not I mean, I guess postpartum depression, like when women have killed their babies, but I'm not sure if that's the same for women who kill their children because there there is something where women do kill their children. But this is out of pure jealousy. She takes them to the Rio and she drowns them. And as she's drowning them, she immediately regrets it. So she's looking for her babies, her kids, but she can't find them in the water. So she's, you know, screaming in the Rio. She can't find her kids and she goes home. So she falls into a deep depression. Days later, the husband comes back and he asks for the kids. But the lady starts crying and tells him what she did. He tells her she can stay with him only when she finds the kids and brings them back. So now she spends all eternity looking for her lost children. So if you hear her crying... You are to run the opposite way because apparently she's supposed to bring misfortune and death. She kidnaps wandering children, usually seen around rivers or water or any type of body of water, and she's always weeping. She usually cries like, 
where are my children or my kids or something like that. I have a story. (laughs) And only a few people know about this story. I don't think I've shared it with too many people because one, scared the crap out of me. And two, I just feel like if I bring attention to it, it happened. If I don't bring attention to it, I can pretend it didn't happen. (laughs) But yeah, so okay. Uh, Last summer, oh my gosh, it's already been a year. Two summers ago, (laughs) sorry. Two summers ago, I went to my dad's rancho for two weeks. And, you know, he fixed up his house. It looks beautiful. Um, And I had my own room there. And there was another bed, but it was empty because it was just me there at the time. And there was a little puertita that I would close every night just because, you know, my parents were not that far and privacy, whatever. So I would close the doors. I always, and this is definitely, this is definitely an American thing, but I would leave the window open. There was big screens But my dad's house is literally right on the street. And I don't know, like, I was just like, oh, it's hot. I'm going to leave the window open. So I would sleep with the window open. I think I slept by myself in that room for, like, a good, almost a week. And um, so every night, my window was open. My dad never told me anything. Like, he never said, don't leave the windows open or anything. I would have trouble sleeping just because, you know, in my family and I'm sure everyone's families from Mexico like there's tons of stories and you know ghosts and whatever you know so I would have a little trouble falling asleep so I would usually watch a movie on my laptop put my headphones in so I couldn't hear anything and then fall asleep like that and then eventually wake up and close my laptop whatever never close the window though the window would stay open all night so one night I had fallen asleep I woke up closed my laptop And then it was already light out, but it was raining. It was pouring rain. I mean, like buckets of rain. And um, gosh, it had to be like six in the morning. But the rain didn't wake me up. What woke me up, and now mind you, I was asleep, okay? What woke me up was this crying. And I, the only way I can describe it, and this was my first thought when I woke up, because it was awful. I thought the neighbor, so like, you know, in Mexico, the homes are not like the they are here. Like the neighbor, you got to walk a little bit down. My first thought when I woke up was, oh my God, somebody died. And the neighbor just got like a phone call from the States or something that a family member died. Because that's what the cry sounded like. It sounded like the worst painful cry ever that I've ever heard in my entire life and I've seen people mourn before and it it's it was worse than that and so of course like that was my first thought waking up was oh my god the neighbor like something happened and I just laid there because I'm like oh you know I feel so bad and then it got louder and I was like wait a second my room was dark I was looking right towards the window And I'm like, no, please, no. Because now, now the childhood brainwashing is coming. And I'm like, oh my God, it's La Llorona. I don't want to see her. And so I'm just like staring at the window. It's pouring rain, 
remember my dad's house is right on the street and I'm like any second she is gonna walk past my window and I was too I'm telling you a grown grown ass adult I am terrified I am terrified I can't get out of my bed to go close the window which was across the room and I'm like I'm just not gonna say anything I'm gonna close my eyes I put my headphones on my stupid phone was dead the only way my phone could have been dead was if I had slept on it and it was on all night there is no way my phone could have been dead so what I do because now the wailing is so loud and okay so my dad lives at the top of like a hill right and the wailing sounded like it was coming from the bottom of the hill so like on the main road so I was like maybe she's walking down there because at this time I'm I'm convinced it's La Llorona so I'm like maybe she's walking down there she won't come up here but I'm telling you, it was getting louder and louder. And I was just expecting any minute for her to like look in my window. I was terrified. I couldn't believe my ears. Like I could not believe I was experiencing this. Like every child's worst nightmare. But I also wasn't that scared because I wasn't a kid. So I'm like, I need to record this. So I opened my laptop, which was not dead. And I started recording on the camera. Because I turned my laptop on, I started charging my phone. And I also started recording on my phone. And I'm like, this is so loud. Like, I can't wait to show everybody this, whatever. I think I ended up putting my headphones on and watching a movie and then falling back asleep. But you, you best believe I turned my ass around and looked at the wall. I was not looking out that window. Oh, no, 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 no. The rain subsided. I think I fell asleep. And then I woke up and I grabbed my phone because I needed to go tell my dad. So I grabbed my phone, play the video, silence nothing on the video nothing on my laptop you couldn't even hear the rain i was pissed i was scared because now for sure i'm like oh that was her i i i don't know i just it scared me it really did and my um cousin showed up like a week later and I didn't, like, I wanted to tell her, but I didn't want to tell her <laughs> because I didn't want to scare her. Because like I said, like, this is every Me Mexican child's nightmare. Like, I didn't want to scare her. And her bed, I definitely saved her the bed by the window. <laughs> but then on her first night there, she was like, oh, I'm closing the window. Is that okay? And I was like, that's fine. I don't care. Like, please do close it. Because she was like, you shouldn't sleep with the window <laughs> the window open because there's rateros that like come around and like look through the window and that in itself was scary like imagine me sleeping and somebody just looking through my window and who knows what other kind of monsters right oh so scary but i didn't tell her i didn't say anything i didn't want to scare her eventually i end up telling her because i can't stop thinking about it I ended up telling her, I ended up telling a cousin of mine and my cousin who lives in the rancho, she's like, oh yeah, she's real. Like I've heard her, I, you know, so-and-so heard her, like she knew, she knew all the business and I was explaining to her what it sounded like and where I heard it come from and she was like, oh yeah, that, that was her. She only comes when it rains outside and um but she didn't tell me anything else it wasn't until i got home and like looked up the legend of la llorona 
that I found that when you hear the Yorona, it's like an omen. Like it's, it brings bad luck or misfortune or whatever. And I'm not, I'm not going to blame the Yorona for my divorce. But a few days after I got home from that trip, my husband and I decided to divorce. And I thought about it and I thought maybe it was just like her warning me that something terrible was coming and you know letting me know that I was about to embark on something so painful because I was an adult you know like I don't know but sorry didn't mean to get all get y'all in the feels everybody sorry back to the story so my cousin right it rained quite a bit while we were down there I think it was the tiempo del agua where it just rains a lot my cousin <laughs> tells me that she hears it one night and she was scared and she didn't understand why I wasn't awake listening to it. Come to find out from my other cousin who lives in the rancho, she tells me the reason nobody heard it when I heard it and the reason I didn't hear it when my cousin heard it was because apparently only one person can hear her like within the home so like in my dad's house the night I heard her I was the only one who heard her <laughs> and then the night my cousin heard her she heard her and I uh, well that's my experience with La Llorona <laughs> and I hope I didn't scare you too much <laughs> but um yeah it's definitely like now that I think about it and now that I'm way far away from the rancho I'm just like you know that was kind of cool. <laughs> but um, yeah, sorry, I laugh at myself a lot. <laughs> sorry. Um, but yeah, Mexico is like such old land. And like most of the older generations have seen or heard because I don't know, like people have lived on that land so many centuries, even more than America. And there's definitely spirits there. Well, Mexicans mostly are Catholic and um, definitely superstitious. At least I speak for my family. But most other Mexicanos I encounter too, you know, our families are very superstitious. But also, believe it or not, as much as they will tell you it's not brujeria, the older generations are way into witchcraft. And you might fight me on this, but listen, hear me out, hear me out. Okay, my grandma and my dad now, because he learned from her, but my grandma, she's not evil at all, but she can brew you up a tea. You can be like, I have a hangnail, I can't go to the bathroom, my stomach hurts, my left eye is twitching, she can make you I mean, she just goes out to her yard, picks this, picks that, picks that, grabs this, grabs that, boom, healed. And my dad's the same way. I can tell my dad, dad, you know, I'm really bloated. Boom, makes you a tea. Dad, my back hurts. Boom, another herbal tea. I tell him, like, he thinks it's funny now, but like in the beginning when I would tell him like, ooh, you're doing your brujerias, and he would be like, no, because as a Catholic, like, witchcraft is bad you don't do it but we do we do we do do it 
Um, people have to stop associating the word witch with evil because it's not. There are witches that practice nature and healing and that's kind of like I guess they're called I guess you would call um call them a white witch, right? Um they heal, they do good, they and that's kind of what my grandma does. Another example, and this is not just the Hispanic culture, but like we have a lot of things to protect us. So for instance, the one thing I can think of is when there's a new baby, they wear the little bracelet with the black and red beads and it has like a little deer eye on it. And it's to protect them from the evil eye. We also have necklaces and other bracelets and to protect us. And that, to me, I'm sorry, falls under the definition of witchcraft. But witchcraft is not all bad. So that's just my opinion. I'm not saying that your grandma's a witch. <laughs> so please don't take it like that. But just, you know, think about it. It's so normal to us to have our grandparents or parents be able to make a remedy like that so quick or make something to protect us. Shoot, I remember in Girl Scouts, we made these, I don't know what they're called, but like you put like the two popsicle sticks together and you make a cross and then you tie the yarn around it and it was to protect us from like evil. And that was Girl Scouts. <laughs> We were doing witchcraft in Girl Scouts. My mom was a troop leader. So, ma, I can't believe she did that. Anyway, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed my little intro to my podcast. I promise my first true episode will be more entertaining, more full of facts and evidence. Any friends or family listening out there, if you're interested in being on with me and chatting with me, you can email me at creepycheesmithforyou at gmail.com. Um, that's the number four Y-O-U. And um, I think right now I'm just on Instagram and Twitter. So search me up and follow me and spread the word. And if you're not interested in this kind of thing and you're my family or friends, like that's fine. I, I get it. This is, um, these are topics that not everybody is comfortable talking about, and that's perfectly fine, perfectly fine. But even if you're not interested, if you just gave me a follow, there might be somebody out there that is interested, and that would help me too. And also, if you just have a story, just like I told, or an experience you have, email me too at creepycheesmithforyou at gmail.com. I'll do my best in future episodes of giving warnings because some of the topics will definitely be very detailed and triggering and definitely not for squeamish people but I'll do my best I promise I'll do my best to warn you before so I hope you decide to tune in for the next one and I will see you then I'm not sure sorry I'm not sure when I'm gonna post um uh, I don't know how long it takes to post these so we'll see how the how this goes and then <laughs> And then I'll decide probably every Friday or every other Friday, but I will definitely let you know. Stay tuned. Creepy Chisme is created for entertainment purposes only. Thank you for listening and don't forget, stay creepy.